Welcome to the Moto Moves Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Moto Moves Podcast. It's your host, Bianca. Um, happy Friday. I guess first and foremost, I hope you guys all got your movement in today or have made time to get your movement in today. Just remember, movement is a powerful thing. Say hello to our visitor. Um, We're babysitting a kitten. We're smitten with this kitten. She's the cutest. Um, But anyway, um, as I was saying, remember, movement is important. It's necessary. It helps you in so many different ways. I will always 100% advocate for everyone to get some movement in every day, even if it's 20 minutes, even if you don't want to, even if you're tired, trust me, it will help you. It will make you feel better. It will make you think clearly or clearer um, and just get it in, okay? Um, So anyway, uh, I guess this week... I was conflicted about the topics that I wanted to talk about. There's too many um, things that are going on and not going on, but I guess things that I've been thinking about and reflecting on. So I think that this week we're going to talk about faith, um, faith and grieving Grieving the loss of a person that is still in your life, uh, because that is very, very possible. Um, Not even just grieving the person, maybe grieving something that was in that person. And so for me, these subjects are kind of intertwined. And so I thought that it would be um, a good subject to talk about and reflect on. And um, I don't know, see if anybody can um, relate to to this situation. So um, to start off, I have always had a conflicting relationship with faith and religion. Since I was little, I've always questioned just who I am. I guess I'd love to stir the pot since I can remember. And I know that my mom didn't like that. Um, we were raised... Catholic and you know we did all our sacraments and we were involved in the church I was in the choir we used to read the bible every night um as a family you know typical stuff religious stuff I guess I don't know for us it was normal um but I always did seem to question uh God and why things happened the way they did or why things were they were the way they were at a very young age, things just didn't make sense to me. And, you know, my mom didn't like that. Uh, I think I was just being too critical of a thinker. And I overanalyzed everything based on, you know, the facts that I was given and the experiences that I was having. And so I think at an early age, I started doubting um, faith and religion, and I guess the power of God, 
um, because I was in a um, stuff was rough at home growing up. You know, a lot of things happened. Um, I I was I experienced um, I saw domestic violence within my parents. Um, I lost my dad at a very young age, and uh, just a lot of things that happened that made me question everything around me and why things bad things happen to good people i think that was ultimately always my my doubt like why do these bad things happen to us um to my mom for example she was so devout she was a good mom she was a good wife uh so on and so forth and us as kids like we were good kids why did we have like this tragic accident and we lost a parent and um we had a sad depressed parent left and you know just hard times questioning all those things right especially at a very young age like from five to seven even after um nine 12 14 and so it was kind of always an issue it wasn't discussed i was always just um being rebellious being negative um thinking thoughts i wasn't supposed to think and so um, it, it created this hardship for me to have a healthy relationship with religion and faith. Uh, but as I grew up um, in a religious household with um, religious and faith-based values, uh, I just continued to follow my faith. So I still went to, to church, to mass, and um, things like that. And when I had, you know, kids, I still, well, when I had my first daughter, I still continued going to church and um, trying to teach her the values and the faith uh, basis that I was taught. But I always told myself that when um, I had my own family, that I was going to let them make their own choice. And so I was going to instill some kind of faith and religious values, but ultimately I was going to let them make their own choice because they are their own people. And I didn't want them to feel the way that I felt. Um, I felt that I couldn't really express or question. I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning anything, whether it's contradicting what your belief is or not. It's natural as a person where human beings were curious and um, I never thought there was anything wrong with questioning and I was always uh, shut down when I questioned. And so I said, I'm not going to do the same with my kids. I'm going to give them a religious faith base and then they can make a decision from there. Um, but uh, as I got older and I had my first child, we went through some very, very difficult times. So I went through an abusive marriage and um, I began to question my faith again. Like, why would something like this happen to me, a good person? Maybe not a perfect person, but a good person. And from there, things didn't get better. Um, I went through a nasty divorce and nasty, uh, nasty custody battle. And unfortunately, um, throughout that time, my daughter uh, went through some very unfortunate 
circumstances and situations she was being abused by her step-parent. And um, if any of you can imagine, that is probably one of the worst situations not only the child but a parent get, can uh, experience because, um, I mean, as a parent, you will do anything for your child to keep them safe and to protect them. And in this situation, it was almost impossible for me to do so. The system is broken and I tried really hard to do my best to get her out of the situation in which she was in. And despite all my efforts, um, I was unable to do so. And so uh, I think like anyone that is religious or has any form of faith, um, you turn to, to God for help. And so that's what I did. Um, and I prayed and I begged and I cried. And when I say that I prayed, begged, cried, screamed for help every day, and I was a devout Catholic and I was in, in mass every Sunday, um, just crying and praying and begging for my daughter's salvation. I mean it. That's what I was doing. Um, I felt like I had dissolved all my resources. Um, I had put in all my best efforts um, and I was not getting anywhere. And meanwhile, my daughter was continually being abused and um, suffering. And that was one of the hardest times of our lives um, to watch her deteriorate in front of my eyes, to watch her regress, to watch her as a toddler just wither away and not be able to do anything to help her. And trust me, um, many, many thoughts cross my mind. And I thank uh, God, the universe, whatever um, power is out there for my husband, because he was the rational one. And he was the one that, you know, talked sense into me and said, don't do anything stupid because that's exactly what they want. You're going to lose her. You're going to lose custody of her. They're going to get her. What's going to happen if something happens to you? What's going to happen if you get arrested? You know, and he was the one that had to keep me, you know, leveled and sane because I was losing my mind. When I say I was going fucking crazy and losing my mind, I was. I would cry on the floor, pounding the floor, begging for an answer, asking why this was happening to her. Why my daughter? Why an innocent child? And the things that were happening to her at the hands of this person were just disgusting. And they were so painful to watch her go through and her beg and cry for help. And we no matter what we did, it was just, it kept biting in the ass. Everything we did, um, teachers were too afraid to get involved. Therapists were half-assing their jobs. Social workers were just like, eh, I don't give a fuck. Basically, um, I don't know how many investigations, we had countless investigations. We had countless uh, police reports and somehow nothing ever got done. And 
um, it was just such a difficult, helpless situation. And so anyway, back to faith, right? So I turned to God and I'm begging for an answer. I'm begging for salvation. I'm begging for help. Um, and things just literally keep getting worse and the situation is escalating and my daughter is just doing so poorly. I mean, day after day, week after week, it was like I was watching my daughter slowly die in front of me. And so um, I I didn't know what else to do. I, I think resorting to God and faith was my last resort because I, I I've always thought and I feel that you, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. Nothing magically is going to happen. No one's going to knock on your door and come and save you and say, oh, hey, I heard you needed help. So let me just figure it out for you, right? That's not the reality of life. You know, um, I have always thought that if something needs to be done, I got to do it myself. I got to figure it out. I got to do the work. And Things are just not going to fall in my lap. And so that is the way that I have always looked at things and done things. And so when this situation came, um, when this situation started, that's what I did. I was proactive and I was looking and exhausting all the avenues that I could to possibly be able to help my daughter, which all backfired on us, um, which that's probably a whole different episode. Uh, but so my the last thing I could resort to was God. God, please help me. God, please help her, save her. I don't care about me. It, let it happen to me, but not to her. Just anything, right? And as the months went by and the years went by and nothing got done, I mean, I lost faith. Honestly, I said, well, then what's the point? What is the point? This is exactly what I've been thinking and doubting and dealing with my whole life. You know, this part, why do these things happen to good people? And what did she do to deserve this? Now this wasn't about me. You know, now I wasn't thinking about, oh, what did I do to deserve such things? No, now I'm thinking about my daughter. I was two, three, four, five years old being abused by an adult with proof and no one's doing anything about it. Like, what did she fucking do to deserve this? You know what? Not a goddamn thing. Not one. And so I slowly began losing faith. And I I felt like I proved to myself all the things that I had been doubting for so many years as a young child, right? Um, all the things that I was doubting and, and seeing... Um, not make sense to me growing up. And so I just lost faith. And I said, you know, I'm done with this. Um, at, at this point in my life, this is where I, I kind of have proven what I've thought. Um, even though I thought it for so long, I still kept my faith and stayed devout and continued to practice. And I thought, for what? For in the end to um, see this go through to see this happen again with my daughter. Right. So, um, I did, I lost faith. Um, but hypocritically, like I said, I still 
you know, raise the kids with the, doing their sacraments, taking them to church, and because I don't want my ideas and my reasons to be the reason that they have, that they don't have faith or that they perceive um, their faith in a certain manner. So I promised that to myself at a very young age, and that's what I did. I kept my promise to myself. And so I still took them to church every Sunday and they did their sacraments and so on and so forth. And um, so now uh, we are attending a Christian Korean church, which we landed there by chance. And um, we we like it and the kids really like it and they go to fellowship on Fridays and they're super involved there. And it's just a very different environment than I had experienced in a Catholic church. And so even myself, I find myself enjoying going to service um, every Sunday. But while I sit there, I can't help but feel hypocritical at times when I, you know, when I'm listening to scripture and it's talking about exactly this and um, believing in prayer and, you know, you have to believe in order for your prayers to be answered and so on and so forth, right? And so it's hard for me to sit there and be able to take those words in and really accept them. Because for me, um, honestly, no prayers were answered. No one really did their job. Um, my husband and I made choices, made decisions um, that ultimately led f- for those people to kind of not be able to be as involved as before. Um, and we didn't make those decisions for those reasons. Those The decisions that we made just ended up somehow being convenient. And it worked out. For example, we moved. And we didn't think of moving because of them, because fuck them. We ended up moving because... I don't know, it was time to move. And um, we fell in love with the city and it turned out that it was an inconvenience for them. So then slowly but surely, they stopped coming around often. And, you know, I never thought that moving would make a difference because they had moved multiple times far from where we were originally and that never stopped them from coming around. So for me, moving was never the answer right? Um, But it turned out that when we moved, that created some space and gave her some peace, my daughter. And so um, as time went by and things um, started to fall into place, uh, my daughter started getting treatment with better therapists. I was able to get her help through a vet center And that was probably the best therapist she ever had in her whole entire life. And that is truly when um, the healing process started. And we were able to find that therapist in the new city that we moved. And so, like I said, things just kind of started falling into place. And things didn't get completely better for my daughter, but they got better. 
And so then that's where I want to move into the grieving part, right? So yeah, I lost faith and um, I think it was a valid, it was for a valid reason for myself. Um, And while I still struggle with it because, you know, I've started going to church again with my kids and I enjoy church and I enjoy the people around me and I enjoy the fellowship. I still struggle and battle with the true faith and belief that I have because it doesn't make sense to me. No matter how much I think about it, it does not make sense to me that a child, an innocent child would be put through so much for no reason and that nobody would be willing to step up and help her and save her. And that's people's job. It's a teacher's job. That's a social worker's job. That's a doctor's job. That's a police officer's job. I mean, again, for another episode, but when we get into that subject and we divulge all of the people that were involved and the things that were said to me, during and after the fact. It's incredible how many people really have no morals and they don't stand up for what they're supposed to stand for. And it infuriates me. It infuriates me that people will allow such terrible things to happen to others, especially children, um, just because they're scared or they don't want to deal with it, or whatever bullshit answers they had. So a faith is something that I really struggle with even now. And it's hard because I catch myself saying things, you know, faith-based things like, oh, thank God, or, you know, yeah, not I prayed for that, but, you know, um, things are falling into place and uh, whatever, just little things that I find myself saying sometimes. And I'm just like, but I always doubt those thoughts and those comments. I say them, I don't know because it's habit that I was brought up in a religious household or that I truly somewhere subconsciously, unconsciously believe that, you know, that there's still a little bit of faith and belief in me that it slips out. And so, um, but nevertheless, besides that, I think the other thing that made me lose faith is having to grieve the loss of my daughter while she's still alive because she was no longer the little girl that she was. All that torture and abuse and neglect that she received for about three years changed her completely. I slowly saw my daughter wither away and not be that happy, carefree little girl. And I think grieving a person that is still here is way harder than grieving a person that has passed on because you see that there was still some potential there. You think of the what ifs, 
what could have been. And there's no going back. You can't erase that damage, that mental and emotional and physical damage. That shit fucks you up. For those of you that have been through trauma and know what it's like, I mean, that damage is irreversible. And so I think having to grieve my daughter and my daughter's could have been life also is the main key to why I lost faith. Because why, why would any God want that for any child? And even now I see her and she's a beautiful, intelligent, amazing girl. She, I love her to death, not just because she's my daughter. She's super talented and she's amazing. But when I see what the trauma has brought to her life and I think to how it could have been prevented and how different she could be in life now really breaks my heart and it makes me angry. And I think that's the other thing too. I was so angry and I think I'm still angry. I'm angry at the fact that this happened and this affected her life in such a grave manner and no one did anything. Not prayer, not faith, not belief, not action, not going through the right resources, which was court social workers, therapists, teachers, doctors, nurses, nothing. So in a situation like that, what are we supposed to do? And I'm honestly openly asking, and I'm hoping that there's someone out there or many of you can relate to the, to this experience and what I'm, what I'm speaking on. Like, How then do you keep your faith? Who do you believe in? It's shit. It's even hard to believe in yourself because you're taking all the actions and you're doing all the things and you're being proactive. And yet you're, there's no momentum. There's no action from anywhere else. There's nothing is happening. Nothing is resolving. So how do you keep faith and belief in anything, including yourself? that's hard. It's really hard to do. And so for me, that has been a really big struggle in my life. And, and I hate it. It bothers me. I wish it wasn't. But like I said, at a very young age, I already had a struggle with it. And as life progressed and things kept happening, it, it just, it didn't help. <laughs> it, it didn't help contradict that doubt. It just enhanced it. And so um, I'm in a really tough part or time in my life where I, I don't really know. I still struggle. A part of me wants to still have that faith and belief in God. And part of me is mad. Mad, if there is a God, I'm, I'm fucking angry at him because why? And um, it's not fair. And I know life isn't fair and it shouldn't be fair. And it's not going to be fair because life is life. And But my daughter, y'all, that, that one for real, that, that hurts. Um, and 
I don't know how to move from forward from that. Even still, she's 16 now. And even still, I don't know how to move forward from that. Um, and so that's it. <laughs> uh, basically, that's it. I, that's what I wanted to, to kind of touch on this week um, because it has been a uh, recurrent subject in the past two weeks at service um, and at home. And so I just wanted to say that for those of you that have been there or are there, um, I understand you 100%. For those of you that have maybe been there and been able to come back from it, let me know how you did that. Um, and I would love to hear about it or discuss it. Um, and for those that are grieving people that are still in your life somehow, but are not who they used to be, um, I feel you on that too. I think that's one of the harder more difficult griefs to go through than any. And um, yeah, so thank you for joining in again. Um, if anyone would like to be a guest on the podcast, I would be very happy to have you guys join me. Um, remember to drink your celery juice, make moto moves, and I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening again.